climate change, poverty, mental health, young people and adults face a world of constant change. It's the connections we make, innovations and education that come together to help us make a difference. Welcome to the power of young people to change the world. In this program, we bring together leaders that share stories designed to inspire you to serve, learn, and change the world. Now, here's your host, Amy Muirs. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to The Power of Young People to Change the World. I'm your host, Amy Muirs. I'm here every Thursday on Voice American Parliament Radio. Together, we explore how young people are using their ideas, creativity, and passion to shape a better world, and how educators are utilizing the power of service learning to redesign education. On today's show, we're going to talk about creating a more just, sustainable, and peaceful world. It's the heart of the mission of NYLC, as well as that of today's guests, members of Peace Jam. So Peace Jam is an international nonprofit, and I actually, I think of them as this movement that's led by 14 Nobel Peace Prize laureates who are dedicated to growing and supporting a generation of future Nobel laureates who truly believe that peace is possible and know that it can be done. So there are more than 1.3 million youth in over 40 countries who participated in Peace Jam, and every single one of them has affected change in their corner of the world. You know, NYLC and Peace Jam, we've been partners for probably more years than I should be counting. Um, And one of my fondest memories um, of our partnership came out of our 2008 National Service Learning Conference when we had the absolute privilege to welcome Nobel Peace Prize laureate Archbishop Desmond Tutu. Um, So funny story. My son, who was, I think, about eight at the time, actually met Archbishop Desmond Tutu and got a hug from him. So that like that personal moment was just unbelievable. But during um, his plenary address, um, he said, young people, it was them exclusively organizing youth for change. They helped bring about change on the viciousness of apartheid. And I just remember the power of his words the inspiration and connection he had with every single young person in that audience. You could hear a pin drop. It was just so powerful beyond anything I can really put into words. And so I'm just so honored and excited to have um, members of Peace Jam here to talk about their experiences and their passion. So joining me today is Queen Belina. She's with Peace Jam Mid-Atlantic Youth Advisory Council and the Sunkafa Empowering Women in Ghana. She's the co-founder of that amazing organization. We have Danielle Broomfield, who's Peace Jam Southeast Regional Leadership Team, a curriculum coach, conference mentor, and a full-time summer VISTA. Way to go. We have Marcel McClinton, Peace Jam Rocky Mountain Civic Engagement Liaison, the Youth Summit on Gun Violence in the Americas, United Against Gun Violence and Coalition member, Amaya Wayman, who is the Peace Jam Southeast Leadership Council. She's a service project grant recipient and Girl Flow Project founder. And we have Bridget Shannon, who's the Peace Jam Southeast Regional Coordinator, educator and our service learning um, expert here. 
Um, and then we have Dr. Kate Cumbo, who is the executive director of this absolutely phenomenal organization. Thank you all so much for joining me today. We have so many voices to share on today's show, but I would love if we could just take um, a few um, minutes and have each of you just introduce yourselves to our listeners more than just that really quick bio that I just shouted out or not. It wasn't even bio. It was just your name and title. So let's get to know each of you. Queen, can we start with you? Of course. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to the show and for elevating the wonderful work that Peace Gem does to a higher platform. So my name is Queen Belina, and I'm a senior at Winston Churchill High School in Potomac, Maryland, which is right outside D.C. When I'm not planning initiatives with Peace Jam, you can usually find me reading my way through my to-be-read list, which is currently 70 books long. I also spend my time trying to advocate for young people in as many other ways as possible. That includes my work as an intern for my school district as secretary of the countywide student government. I also lead my school's Model UN team as its secretary general, where I research pressing issues and brainstorm feasible solutions. I'm so excited to be here today, and hopefully you learn a little bit more about me, my work, and Peace Jam. Awesome. Thanks, Queen. I want to see your book list, I'll be honest. Um, Danielle, do you want to share a little bit about you? Yeah, thanks, Amy. Uh, I'm really excited to be here today. My name is Danielle. I use she, hers pronouns. Um, I'm a senior at Florida State University. And when I am not spending my time in the Center for Leadership and Social Change, I'm a big fantasy novel fan. I'm actually currently reading Thorn of Glass. It's like Super great on world building, lots of elven culture, if anyone's into that. Um, I also spend a lot of time listening to music. I used to do chorus when I was in high school, and now I'm like binging the new Doja Cat album. Awesome. Um, I heard Thorn of Glass was really good. Now I have your recommendation, and we'll get Queen's reading list as well. (laughs) Marcel, can we hear from you? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. Um, again, my name is Marcel. I am a native Houstonian, and uh, I currently see political communications in Denver. Um, I also serve on the city sustainability advisory council. Um, we're developing an action plan, uh, as well as recommendations that we um, took the worst uh, crisis. Uh, I do a lot of work around uh, voting rights reform and. Uh, voter suppression in Texas. Um, in my free time, I like to go on hikes and read, cook new recipes, and spend time with my friends. Awesome. Thanks, Marcel. Bridget, how about you? Sure. Thank you so much, Amy. My name is Bree or Bridget Shannon, and I also use she, her pronouns. I would say when I'm not doing Peace Jam things, I'm still engaged in community engagement and sustainable service programs. Uh, through my work at the Center for Leadership and Social Change at Florida State, uh, looking at identity, leadership, service, uh, beyond that, creative and critical aspects of children's and young adult literature, which is where my uh, advanced degrees are engaged. And then uh, I also serve as an AmeriCorps Legacy Corps uh, member serving veteran and military families. Beyond all of that, Like Marcel, I enjoy exploring nature and having great conversations with friends and uh, enjoying good food. Uh, Me too. Thank you. (laughs) Amaya, how about you? 
Okay, so greetings. I am Omaya Wayman. I am a junior at James S. Rickards High School. And when I'm not working with PCM, I just like researching things, whether that's for applying for a scholarship or a program or just to see what's going on in today's world. Awesome. Thanks, Amaya. And last but not least, Dr. Kate. Kate, can you unmute yourself? Hey, everybody. I'm so glad to be here. And Amy, thanks for having us on. This is so much fun. And um, Amy and I have been part of the service learning movement from back in the 90s. So this is just exciting to see service learning really having a surgence right now. And I think that's one of my hobbies is service learning. Um, <laughs> but I think also for me, when I'm not um, serving as the executive director of Peace Jam, um, which takes a lot of time and is a, as an amazing privilege, um, I like to bring the uh, fun to the hard work of changing the world. So um, I like to choreograph dances for all kinds of events. And um, I love to play in the mountains and ride my bike. And um, also just love to help young people find their path um, in the world since it's an amazing time right now. And um, it's just an exciting time to be alive and to watch um, all of you amazing young people really stepping up into roles. And it's just fun to be your cheerleader and to um, just be a mentor and a supporter for all of you who are going to help us create a new world. Wonderful. Thanks, Kate. And you're not supposed to tell everybody that we've been doing this for that long. <laughs> <laughs> Amy, Amy was only like five when she started. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Kate, um, to get us started, can you tell us a little bit more about Peace Jam? Like, how did it start? What's the mission? What do students do that are part of Peace Jam? Sure, sure. Um, we started in 1996. Um, we were founded here in Denver during a summer of violence when there were some gang members. Um, one of our founders, Yvonne, was an artist and he was hanging out in his community and he um, noticed these kids who were growing up on his street and they weren't going to school anymore and they were clearly part of a gang. And so he bought them a pizza and he started asking them what was going on and um, just loved to interact with young people. And he found out that they didn't know who the president of the United States was, but they did know who Desmond Tutu was. And they were like, this man, this little man in Africa, and he stands up to the guns of apartheid. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, like he's our inspiration, like people like that need to be our leaders. And so, um, if, you know, Yvonne's kind of like, well, then why are you carrying guns? And they're like, well, we don't have people like that in our community to learn from. And so he got this idea, this harebrained idea, like what if we started connecting young people with Nobel Peace Prize winners? And he um, mentioned this to uh, incessantly to a colleague of his, Dawn Engel. And she was like, well, I do know the Dalai Lama. Um, and she had happened to work in Congress when the Dalai Lama was invited to come and speak to Congress way back in the 80s. And so she got an audience to see the Dalai Lama and they flew to India with no money, um, no expectation and got an audience with him, this holiness. And he said, this is a fantastic idea. Let's start Peace Jam, but I don't want to do it by myself. I want you to, I, I want 10 of my other good friends to join you. So he gave him a list of Nobel Peace Prize winners who had to be part of it, but no contact information. And remember, this is the eight in the 90s. So there's like really not internet. And so they're back like trying to cold call Desmond Tutu in <laughs> South Africa. And they would just fly around on like borrowing money from people and sit on these Nobel Peace 
prize winners doorsteps until I <laughs> met with them. So like that hard work has already been done and, you know, 25 years ago. And so now we have this beautiful service learning program um, that really engages young people in looking at the root cause of issues in their own communities, inspired by what the Nobel Peace Laureates have done. So we have Betty Williams in Northern Ireland, who was just an average ordinary housewife and could not stand the violence anymore that was happening in her community and, and, and happened to come upon um, the death of some small children due to the IRA conflict. And she said, enough is enough and started demanding peace. And so it's when you get to that threshold that our Nobel Peace Laureate Jody Williams calls righteous indignation and it's in your belly. It's time to act and you have to, and you have to do something. And I think that's where the whole world is right now. And so um, Peace Jam now has, um, you know, we have young people have done over 80 million projects um, over the last wow. 25 years. And we've impacted, a, you know, the lives of 1.3 million young people. And we're just getting started. And when you meet the young people on this call, you'll see why. It's service learning with the added benefit of sort of these Nobel Peace Laureates as um, kind of our mentors. And it's a, a beautiful process. And I know, Amy, you've experienced it personally. So yep. we're just thrilled to be here. And we're thrilled to do our part um, in creating a whole new world. That's amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that story. I mean, you just think about the tenacity it takes to, to yeah. sometimes get these things off the ground. We do have to take a quick break, um, but when we come back, we're going to um, jump into our conversation with the leaders of Peace Jam. So stay with us on the power of young people to change the world. We'll be right back. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. For nearly 40 years, the Minnesota-based National Youth Leadership Council has worked globally to transform classrooms, empower teachers, and captivate students by leading the way in providing high-quality, dynamic service learning content to school districts, classrooms, after-school programs, and everything in between. NYLC accelerates student achievement by strengthening academic, civic, and character outcomes through service learning. They tap into the passion, creativity, and ingenuity of all young people to make meaningful change happen. NYLC offers a variety of paths to reach service learning excellence through membership, its annual spring national service learning conference, customized professional development, tools, resources, and soon to be released, Getting Started in Service Learning, a book designed for teachers ready to lead the way to address real world issues with all young people, inspiring them to serve, learn, change the world. Visit nylc.org to learn more today. For teens, by teens, and about teens, tune into the uncensored and unedited discussions with young adults on Express Yourself every Sunday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Smart, tenacious teen hosts and reporters from around the country speak up and speak out. Express Yourself. Visit the website for the show to find out more at expressyourselfteenradio.com. And check out the show on the Voice America Empowerment Channel every Sunday. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You 
are listening to The Power of Young People to Change the World with Amy Muirs. To find out more about Amy and the National Youth Leadership Council, please visit nylc.org. Now back to the show. Welcome back, everyone. Um, Today, I'm joined by the amazing leaders of Peace Jam. So they're the global nonprofit that inspires young people to lead change through service learning and connections with Nobel Peace Prize laureates. And so we're just going to jump right in. And Queen, we're going to start with you. Can you tell us more about your role with Peace Jam and um, the the, um, organization that you founded? Um, Kind of what inspired you and, and tell us all about it. Of course. So I initially became involved with Peace Jam via my school district's partnership with the program. This year, Michelle Veroma, who is the director of Peace Jam in Atlantic, would lead weekly Zoom meetings where groups of students were given the space to discuss issues affecting the world around us and really brainstorm ways in which we could contribute to meaningful change in our communities and beyond. Each meeting demonstrated, at least to me, the important and impactful voice that young people have. Our experiences certainly shape us, and I've seen time and time again that unfortunately the youth can often be disregarded despite their unique voices and perspectives. During one meeting, Simona, another peace jammer who now sits on the Youth Advisory Council with me, brought up an issue that she had witnessed firsthand while living in Ghana. Many young women and girls, sometimes as young as nine years old, are placed into the position of having to support themselves and their families by carrying hundreds of pounds of items like clothing from markets, bus stops, and other busy areas. These workers are referred to as kayaye and receive little compensation for the work they do, which is physically draining and has a distinct public health impact. So after hearing about the certain and major problem at hand, we realized that even as teenagers half a world away, we could and should find a way to ameliorate the issue and work towards change. So together with Simona and my fellow Peace Jammers, Samantha and Zara, I co-founded Sankofa Empowering Women in Ghana, also known as Sewing. We work together with our wonderful partners in Peace Jam Ghana to really preemptively stop the cycle of girls moving south to Accra to work as Kaye, where some unfortunately face rape and exposure to diseases, including HIV and malaria. So what our program does is find girls in the North before they move down to Accra and connect them with job training opportunities under tailors and seamstresses, providing them with a more safe, secure, and sustainable future. And although these individuals' backgrounds and the circumstances they're born into should not affect their success and futures, these factors really do. And it's our job as peace jammers and as global citizens to begin tackling the injustices and equities that we see in our global community. So far, we have worked towards raising $10,000 for the first few years of this project by presenting an equity summit planned by our peace jam cohort, hosting an informational Saturday session with international peace jammers, and creating a web page, a Give Lively account, and a Billion Acts campaign. We're currently applying for a plethora of grants to assist with program funding. And as co-founders, I've had to do a lot of outreach and logistical work with the rest of my team. 
it's certainly a lot, but without a doubt, we've seen that it's worth it to really get to the root cause of the issue. And at my first ever Peace Gem conference, which was unfortunately virtual due to COVID, I got the chance to meet and ask questions to Lema Bowie, one of our wonderful, accomplished Peace Prize laureates. And she said something that truly resonated with me. Collective transformation must always be tied to a collective humanity. To me, that means recognizing and celebrating the importance and humanity of every individual we work with. Sometimes inhumane societal conditions created by human action have to be dismantled, and Peace Jam taught me that young people have an impactful place at the forefront of change. So I hope to use my position as a Peace Jam Mid-Atlantic Youth Advisory Council member to just amplify the stories and experiences and voices of youth to create change and create peace. Thank you, and I hope you've learned a little bit more about what I do and what our program hopes to accomplish. That was absolutely amazing. There were so many things that you said within that that just resonate, I'm sure, not only with me, but with our listeners. Um, And the idea of collective humanity is something that we should all think about in a deep way. Thank you for sharing that with us, Queen. Um, Michelle, I would love for you to share what inspired you to address the issue of gun violence, kind of Where has that taken you? And um, I know that you um, are looking at policy level change. So can you talk to us more about what's happening with you? Absolutely. Thank you so much for that question. Um, So, yes, I think that policy change as well as uh, community and culture level shifts are are both really important and and go hand in hand. Um, In 2016, I survived a shooting um, outside of my church while I was teaching Sunday school to a class of of toddlers. Um, I didn't connect the issue of gun violence immediately, but um, after the Parkland school shooting in 2018, I was inspired by people who are my age um, speaking truth to power and um, being, you know, really thorough and unapologetic in their demands for, for justice and for change. Um, and then following that, I, I became a co-organizer with March for Lives Houston. Um, we organized uh, a march um, and had 15,000 people turn out. Um, we pushed our mayor to form a commission to research and, and take action against gun violence in our city. Um, I participated in Road to Change, um, which was hosted by March for Our Lives and and, uh, other community partners. Um, We traveled around the country that summer, uh, hosted various types of events like barbecues and um, community conversations. Um, And we sought to drive young voter turnout uh, in in, so many different states, and we did that. Um, We lobbied a lot that year, met with legislatures at all levels of government, um, and then we hope to build a bridge and find new ways to raise the urgency of our cause. Um, talking about things like fiscal responsibility, um, just just you know basic human decency and morality um, when it comes to preventing gun violence in our communities. Um, I then was appointed to serve on Mayor Turner's commission to prevent gun violence. Um, made a bunch of recommendations to the city and to the state. Um, continued to lobby in Texas. Uh, for, for, for gun reform. Um, and then I joined Peace Jam in Costa Rica for my, peace, my first ever Peace Jam conference. 
Um, we had about, I think, 17 young activists um, from around the U.S. Um, who came out, and, and uh, we were able to spend a lot of time with uh, the Nobel laureate Jody Williams, um, who is very inspiring, and, um, you know, I took a lot of, a lot away from the, from the way that she, you know, talked to us about her engagement with uh, political and, and uh, military leaders. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, and then that summer we formed, or that fall we formed, uh, United Against Gun Bonds. Um, and now I focus on a variety of different issues, like the climate crisis. Um, I'm serving on the city and county of Denver's Sustainability Advisory Council. Um, I also work in voting rights. Um, there's a, a lot of voter suppression laws that up for debate in Texas right now. And, and last month I marched um, about 30 miles from Georgetown, Texas to Austin uh, to, to raise the urgency around that and to give um, some of the quorum breakers, if you haven't heard of, of that yet, um, I, should, I should add that quorum um, in Texas, you need two-thirds of the voting body of the state legislature to be present for any piece of legislation to be voted on. Um, right now, there are, I believe, like 14 or 15 um, Texas legislatures who actually um, were forced out of the state to D.C., um, to, to block this legislation from passing um, in the state legislature. So um, we wanted to empower them, um, and I hope that we, we've done that. Um, uh, I, I recently ended my service here with Peace Jam um, as, uh, as a staff member um, through the AmeriCorps um, program as Syndicate Futures Liaison. I'm excited to continue to be part of Peace Jam's mission and the change that Peace Jam is making. Um, I had a lot of fun working with Peace Jam. Um, I'm glad, you know, after the pandemic, or not after, but we're, we're still in it, but, um, you know, we were able to have a couple of in-person things um, with, with students that, that we serve K-12, through um, and that's always exciting to see their faces light up, um, you know, from Zoom to um, sitting outside of their school and, and having a fun party with a Nobel laureate, um, or sorry, a friend of a Nobel laureate. Um, so, so things like that are, are always fun. Um, Denver's a great city. Um, like I said at the top, I'm originally from Houston, Texas, so the climate up here is a lot different. Um, I spent my first winter in Denver uh, last year, and that was um, <laughs> brutally exciting, um, up for another one. Um, and I hope to continue to, to push the city um, leadership on, on, on so many different things, like I said about, about climate change. Um, you know, we have the ability to draft a five-year plan um, for the city to combat this and to avoid the worst effects of the climate crisis. Um, right now, the city just recently implemented a um, tax on, on plastic grocery bags. There's a $0.10 tax for each grocery bag that you use. Um, the city now will be able to redistribute those funds into the community to organizations and individuals who are fighting, um, uh, you know, climate change. Um, and so that, that, that's things like food insecurity um, and, and backyard farming, um, uh, you know, uh, infrastructure and, and things like that. So, so there's a lot of different fronts that we can work on this issue, um, but it always comes down to education. And that's what I loved about my work with Peace Jam was we were educating young people on, on the need to care 
about these types of issues. Um, and, and it's exciting work. Amazing. And you're right. It does come back to education. And as Kate mentioned, and I do, um, and every one of these shows that we do, service learning is a great way to make sure that the education is connected to the amazing actions that you guys are taking. Um, We do have to take another quick break. And then when we come back, we're going to continue our conversations on creating a more just, sustainable, and peaceful world with Peace Jam. So stay with us on the power of young people to change the world. We'll be right back. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. For nearly 40 years, the Minnesota-based National Youth Leadership Council has worked globally to transform classrooms, empower teachers, and captivate students by leading the way in providing high-quality, dynamic service learning content to school districts, classrooms, after-school programs, and everything in between. NYLC accelerates student achievement by strengthening academic, civic, and character outcomes through service learning. They tap into the passion, creativity, and ingenuity of all young people to make meaningful change happen. NYLC offers a variety of paths to reach service learning excellence through membership, its annual spring national service learning conference, customized professional development, tools, resources, and soon to be released, Getting Started in Service Learning, a book designed for teachers ready to lead the way to address real-world issues with all young people, inspiring them to serve, learn, change the world. Visit nylc.org to learn more today. Things Worth Considering, featuring host Gord Riddell and Alexia Georgiousis, is a program that's all about connections. The connections we make with our families, our workplaces, friends, and others around us. It's also about connections to ourself, spirit, feelings, and stories. Let us connect with you each week to explore who we are and what we can be moving forward. We can overcome the obstacles that stand in our way. Things Worth Considering airs live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to The Power of Young People to Change the World with Amy Muirs. To find out more about Amy and the National Youth Leadership Council, please visit nylc.org. Now back to the show. So welcome back, everyone. If you're just joining us today, um, we're discussing peace building with leaders um, from Peace Jam. And I just want to jump right back in. We just had a great conversation, um, beginning of a conversation. Um, and now I w- I'd love to turn it over to you, Danielle, to tell us about your work with Peace Jam and um, how you're supporting young people to take action on issues that they're passionate about. 
Yeah, thank you, Amy. Um, so I started working with Peace Jam Southeast my freshman year of college because I heard that we were getting a Nobel laureate, Tauco Carmen, to campus, and she had done amazing work in starting and playing a huge role in the Arab Spring and specifically working to find peaceful solutions for the Yemeni conflict. And I'm an international affairs major, and that's the work I want to do as I graduate. So I was like, yes, this is the organization for me. And now three years later, I think one of the best ways PCM supports youth is by creating space for youth to discuss and take action about topics and issues that they are most powerful, um, most passionate about. So for example, I'm a Peace Jam coach. And as a coach, I create curriculum that I then go into the Tallahassee and Southeastern region and present to elementary, middle, and high schoolers. This curriculum focuses on the work of Nobel laureates to inspire youth in our 10 key issue areas to create their own change in their communities. And one specific coaching incident that I think really sums up the PCM experience is I came in with my curriculum ready to present and we were talking about advancing women and children. And I was like, this is what it means to advance women and children. Here are some amazing Nobel laureates who have um, done amazing work on these topics. And a student raised her hand and she was like, wait, I've talked about this in my capstone class. I have a lot of information about like what it means to advance women and children, not just globally, but in my specific community. And the entire coaching visit turned into just this open dialogue about how the students thought this key issue applied to their community and what they personally wanted to do about it. And I think that's really what Peace Jam is all about. It's not us dictating what it means to serve and what leadership looks like to young people. It's giving them the room and the inspiration to be leaders in their own way. Um, in addition to coaching, I've also been a mentor through Peace Jam for three years. And as a mentor, you go to the Peace Jam conference and lead a cohort of young people through our workshops and have them listen to a keynote speak from a Nobel laureate. And one year, I think it was my first year as a mentor, I had a student who, because of the open atmosphere that was created at the conference and the welcoming and discussion about leadership and authenticity, um, they were able to share their pronouns for the first time outside of like mm -hmm. societal pressures and like, you know, um, homophobia and all that things. And I think that like, that's one of the reasons why PCM is such a magical space and why the laureates are so important because youth are able to see themselves in the work that the laureates do. Like Talco Carmen is obviously this amazing woman, the mother of the Arab Spring. She's done epic work across the globe. But even so, you can have a 12-year-old in Tallahassee see themselves in her and as such take action through her. And I think that's what really makes this organization amazing and what I've loved about my work for the last three years. That's absolutely phenomenal. And I love um, the fact that I mean, you obviously are an amazing coach and mentor because it takes it takes um, practice and experience to recognize that shift, right? Like you let the young people create that space and and turn that into their own conversation instead of going in with your own agenda. And that's just so it, it's just inspiring to hear. Thank you for sharing that, um, Amaya. Talk to us about girl flow. Like, what is it? What inspired you to do it? Um, 
what's the need you're serving? Okay, so the Girl Flow is a service initiative that I started last September, which is about to come back full circle again and be a whole year of the Girl Flow. So the Girl Flow is an initiative that I started because I found a need right within my school when I was actually volunteering in the food pantry. And I realized that if we're supplying food for those students who may be experienced by homelessness, then menstrual products should be available as well. And so that's why I took it upon myself because I understood that somebody has to be the one to step up and be that change and make that difference. So that's why I went and I started to apply for grants and take my own personal funds as well and apply myself to make sure that I could make those products accessible and available. And I started putting them in my school first and then branched out to all the rest of the schools from elementary and middle schools. And the need is just the fact that those products should be accessible and it shouldn't be a reason why one in five students miss class just because they don't have those products. You are absolutely right on the money. Um, there's, I think we could have a whole conversation about access and like the taxing of that and all sorts of things. Um, thank you for sharing that, Amaya. Um, Bridget, so you are helping um, develop these amazing young leaders and supporting their exploration with the Nobel Peace Prize laureates. Can you talk to us about how you're using service learning um, to connect them to their community so that they can take action? I mean, we've heard some amazing actions being taken by these young people today. Sure, Amy. I think that you're really seeing it in action, right? Through mm -hmm. the stories that we've heard. And uh, PCM programs engage youth from kindergarten to college and beyond, uh, where there are often conversations about once you're part of the family, you're pretty much connected. Uh, and those who find their way to PCM usually stay connected with us for a long time. And the way that that happens comes through all kinds of different vehicles. Uh, in my own case, I discovered PCM as a classroom teacher, and I was a part of a learn and serve grant uh, in Sarasota County at the time that created opportunities for us to connect with PCM. And as soon as I heard about it, I said, sign me up. Why am I not a part of this yet? Uh, how can I connect youth with these Nobel Peace Prize winners to create collaborative positive, sustainable change, and ultimately accessible peace. And you heard Danielle earlier talk about our 10 key issue areas in the Billion Acts platform. Both of those things allow students to engage independently through the Billion Acts platform or through classrooms, through after-school programs, um, sometimes sports or religious-affiliated groups. There are so many different ways, um, as NYLC talks about all the time as well, that service learning can be engaged. But really what's at the core of it is having that deeper understanding of context and knowing the why behind the work that the students are doing. Uh, yes. Really understanding those root causes that Kate talked about earlier and thinking about how they can dig deep and be engaged to create change in their communities. Uh, I think that 
the thing that's true throughout all of PSHAM's programming is that youth are there from the ground up. They're part of the architecture of the programs that they engage in. They work side by side with nonprofits and community members to do needs and asset analysis, to think about the way that they show up and how we do the work with one another and how our identities impact the way that we do that work. And I think that uh, when they're first engaging in the process, those kindergarten, first grade, second grade, the early years, they're thinking about themselves and the stories of the Nobel laureates and how did these people become the people that they are in the world? And then you expand from that to consider the context piece and how does my identity fit in the space of community? And what are the needs that I see when I walk around in the space where I am? And then ultimately, as students are getting older, that process becomes more complex. You heard Amaya talk about loving to do research earlier, and they take a passion that's a personal passion, and then that personal passion is becomes recognized as an asset that helps them connect to uh, the change that they can create in the world. And... This occurs for us uh, through the coaching platform that Danielle mentioned, through the curriculum that teachers and facilitators can implement in communities, virtual sessions, summits, conferences, year-round classroom programming. All of these different things are some of the initiatives as well as student-led initiatives where folks can take individual action uh, in both face-to-face and virtual settings and be part of coalitions for change. Wow. It's, it is such a phenomenal program. And we've heard such amazing examples from each one of these students about how they're taking their personal passion, how they're developing these leadership skills and putting them into action, discovering their why. Um, Thank you for sharing that. Um, We do need to take one last short break. And then we, when we come back, we're going to get some final reflection from from today's guests. So stay with us on the power of young people to change the world. And remember, you can follow the show on social media at NYLCORG or find us at NYLC.org. So stay with us. We'll be right back. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. For nearly 40 years, the Minnesota-based National Youth Leadership Council has worked globally to transform classrooms, empower teachers, and captivate students by leading the way in providing high-quality, dynamic service learning content to school districts, classrooms, after-school programs, and everything in between. NYLC accelerates student achievement by strengthening academic, civic, and character outcomes through service learning. They tap into the passion, creativity, and ingenuity of all young people to make meaningful change happen. NYLC offers a variety of paths to reach service learning excellence through membership, its annual spring national service learning conference, customized professional development, tools, resources, and soon to be released, Getting Started in Service Learning, a book designed for teachers ready to lead the way to address real world issues with all young people, inspiring them to serve, learn, change the world. Visit NYLC.org to learn more today. 
What's the difference between leaders who achieve exceptional results with ease and those who struggle to keep up? Tune in for Leading on Purpose with Nicole Bendeley. You'll discover the simple practices that are making the biggest difference to a leader's success today. You'll meet leaders who are bringing out the best in their teams. You'll gain practical strategies to lead yourself and others to high performance with ease. Leading on Purpose airs live Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. You are listening to The Power of Young People to Change the World with Amy Muirs. To find out more about Amy and the National Youth Leadership Council, please visit nylc.org. Now back to the show. Hi, everyone. Um, in our last few minutes together, I really do. I want to dig into some some reflections from each of you. Um, so Marcel and Queen, I'm going to start with you guys. So we'll start with Marcel. What does success look like for students, for the communities that you're serving? That's, that, that's a really great question. Um, success to me in the community, um, in the work that we're doing, looks like um, I mean, you know, the sitting on Zoom is one thing, but um, like I said before, being able to be in person and, and seeing, you know, people's eyes light up and when they, when they you know, have these awakenings to um, either their, their passions or they, they finally find, you know, their footing in, in, in the greater movement for, for whatever the cause may be. Um, I, I love moments like that. Um, and I think that, that that is what success looks like. I think that um, you know, we can we can talk on on you know larger scale and say, you know, for instance, I want legislators to vote a certain way on um, the bills that they were passing. But at the end of the day, it comes down to community and it comes down to um, individual people um, who are able to touch and inspire and um, mobilize. So that is success to to me. That's that's a beautiful answer, Queen. You get the same question. What, what does success look like for you? I 100% agree with Marcel. I also think that Peace Jam is all about mentoring youth to change the world, of course. Mm-hmm. And success in turn is ensuring that youth know they can change the world and solve the problems that exist within it. That they know there are plenty of opportunities for them to become involved with the society around them. My experience learning about laureates like Lima Bowie's journey to becoming an advocate and activist for women and children at the very same age that I am now, and also during such a great period of strife and chaos in her nation was life-changing for me. And it's wonderful to form those connections and learn about those experiences. But even smaller moments like hearing my peers reflect on their growth after a semester of meetings and after planning a summit with 300 attendees showed me that smaller things matter. Establishing the sewing project and being able to help a community and affect others is true success to me. Because success in terms of change making and peacemaking should be measured by the legacy you leave behind. No matter the size of that legacy, even if that legacy is just one person, if that impact is just one person, I hope to continue amplifying the voices of youth globally 
and I hope that inspires others to do the same. And additionally, if any listeners are interested in becoming involved with more youth-led programs and amplifying youth voices and helping the young across the world, please send an email to sewing at peacejam.org to learn more about what we're doing and how you can help contribute to success. And by success, I mean change. That's awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I love, you're absolutely right, that mentorship is such an important piece. So Danielle and Amaya have a different question for you both. Um, I would love if you could share just one thing that you want people who are listening to this show to walk away from, uh, that they can walk away with about your experience. What would that be? Danielle, you want to share? Yes, I would say that my main takeaway um, from the work I've done with Peace Jam is that there's truly a wealth of knowledge and experience among youth. And if given the right tools and support systems, youth can achieve amazing things within their communities. Um, Currently, we're leading initiative within Peace Jam Southeast to develop a youth leadership council to try and tap into that knowledge in the Florida the state of Florida, but also among the Southeast region. And I really think like if we can apply that throughout our service learning, like trusting youth and trusting their experiences and giving them the support they need to lead, I think will go a long way. Wonderful. Thank you for sharing that. Amaya, how about you? I would like to say the one thing that I can add that I've taken away is just the importance of gratitude and knowledge because just Mm -hmm. talking with my other peers and telling others about Peace Jam and the work that it consists of, I'm just thankful for the opportunity because I know that there's not that many people who are aware of it or not sure or even had experiences like being able to meet Noel Lawrence and as well as many other different resources. So I just would say gratitude and being thankful That's a wonderful answer. I'm wondering, Amaya, if there's anything you want to, additionally, you wanted to share about your experience meeting a Nobel laureate. Yes, I would. When I met a Nobel laureate this past summer at actually my first Peace Jam conference, Ms. Lamo Boy, um, it was just a great experience because when I read more about her and was just listening to her, I realized that she did a lot of work with women's rights and that kind of goes hand in hand with my project, The Growth Flow. And she just continues to inspire me the more and more that I learned and heard about her. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Those connections are so important. Kate, Peace Jam provides amazing opportunities um, for youth and educators. Can you tell us more about how um, anyone listening can get involved or upcoming opportunities that you want us to know about? Sure, absolutely. Um, You can see the power of this program just from the amazing young people who are here with us today. So if you want to actually start a Peace Jam program at your school or in your community, um, we encourage you to go to our our website at peacejam.org and click on educator and you'll see kind of the steps for getting started. We have curriculum from ages, um, you know, elementary school through, you know, uh, through college. I mean, well, for, for, 
practical purposes through high school. And we have college clubs who support those high schools. So really it's an opportunity for you to get an amazing curriculum. Um, we do online trainings for that curriculum and you can get it started you know, in, within days. Um, and then we also try to pair up um, amazing young people, as I said, at the university level with classrooms and youth serving organizations to support them as coaches. So um, please go ahead and um, check out the website and you can become certified in the Peace Jam program and get a program started. You can also take, if you already have service learning youth doing projects, please go to billionacts.org and um, go ahead and click on, you know, uh, create an act or a project and you can log all of your projects right on there and be part of this beautiful campaign to create 1 billion acts of peace through our service learning projects. And there's a way for them to create campaigns out of their projects and do so much more. Um, we will hopefully have some Peace Jam conferences with our Nobel Peace Lords starting up again soon. So keep an eye on our events page. As soon as this pandemic finishes um, itself, and then we also have our Nobel Legacy Film Series. So you can do a film showing at your school or in your community. You can just click on films to find out how to do that, to begin to educate folks about the work that these Nobel Peace Laureates are doing to help inspire folks to get started. And lastly, on Saturdays, um, we have something called our Saturday sessions that are full youth run um, sessions that, that are on topics that the youth select um, for other youth. And so if you go on our website, uh, peacejam.org and click on events, you'll be able to log in and participate um, on in those Saturday sessions if there are any young people on this call. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I'm really excited. Bridget and I are working um, to get our Youth Advisory Council members to um, present on their topic during one of those Saturday sessions. Nice. I just want to thank each one of you for joining me today, for sharing your passion, your journey with us, your work is truly inspiring and it is creating a more just, sustainable, and peaceful world. So you're meeting the mission of Peace Jam. Um, thank you for everything that you're doing. Again, you can learn more and take action with Peace Jam by visiting their website at peacejam.org. Um, I also want to mention, I like to throw in a plug, um, NYLC has an Engage Handbook on Sustainable Development Goal 16, which is focused on peace building. So you can also download that. It's designed for middle and high school students in after-school programs or non-conforming classrooms. So check out that resource out of our store. Um, I also just want to um, give a plug in for our next week's show. Um, we're going to be talking youth voice and power with the youth leaders at Vox ATL. So that's Atlanta, Georgia's home to uncensored teen self-expression. It is going to be an amazing conversation. They are doing such great work in Atlanta. You're going to want to check it out. So mark your calendars for Thursdays at six o'clock Eastern. And until next week, join us as we serve, learn, change the world. See you next week. Thank you for tuning in this week to the power of young people to change the world. Your host, Amy Muirs, will return for another program next Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Together, we'll serve, learn, change the world.